0: May the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, these words of the psalmist, which make up today's introit, are certainly very often our own. We witness the catastrophe happening around us, morally, politically, in our own personal lives, in our families, and in the church. At least in our minds, we tend to wonder where God is. But the fact is that He is always very near to us. From our catechism, we know that God is everywhere. He is particularly within us, we who have received his grace and the sacraments, we who have received the divine word. Today's Gospel of the Sower and the Seed points perhaps to why the divine word, which we have received, seems to bear little fruit within us. The ground in which the seed is sown is the mind and the heart of man, or to put it more clearly, it is your heart and mine. There are many people in this world to whom very little of it has come, at least compared to with what we have received. But we cannot complain that we have not had our share. The word of God, spoken by the mouth of man, in sermons, instructions counsels and warnings from the altar, the pulpit, and in the confessional, and not only from priests, but also from others whom have been the ministers of God and the channels of His grace to us, it is certainly no strange or new sound to warnings. Not only in this way have we continually heard God's voice, but often, and perhaps more frequently, we have heard it coming immediately from him, speaking within our own souls in those moments of quiet prayer and reflection. Plenty of this divine seed has then been sown within us, but where is the fruit, the harvest that should have come from it? The seed is not put in the ground merely to rest. No, it cannot be kept there If it is not destroyed or carried away, it must grow and multiply. The seed of God's word should therefore have grown within us. Christ himself says it may yield a hundredfold. It should have been the beginning and the increase in us of a serious spiritual life, which should have grown stronger within us day by day from the time when we first came to the use of our reason, until the present moment. Now, has it, in fact? As we look back on our lives, do we find that this has actually been the case? Are we better, more perfect, nearer to God now than we were last year, or perhaps ten years ago? Or rather, have we fallen back? Are we more careless, perhaps, even about mortal sin, than we were in time spans. Or, to say the least, that habits of venial sin have gained in us instead of being overcome by us. That habits that our prayers are less fervent, our reception of the sacraments less frequent, our love of God weaker than in the years which have gone by. Holy Scripture tells us that the path of the just as a shining light going forward and increasing even to to perfect day. The just, that is, those who are habitually in God's grace, who have and keep the life of God in their souls. The Christian virtues, the seeds of which were planted in our souls at baptism and fertilized at confirmation, should have been growing during all of our lives. They should have become strong trees by now, deeply rooted and spreading their branches far and wide. Even if they were killed at any time by the frost of mortal sin, they should have been speedily brought to life and renewed their growth before they had decayed and rotted away to the sacrament of penance and God's abundant grace and mercy. I need not ask you if this has been the case with you. With some, no doubt, it has. They may not feel that they have drawn nearer to God, but perhaps really they have. Temptation does not find the material in them to work on it as it once did. To avoid evil and to do good is every day easier and easier. They still, of course, have cause to fear. It is true, but still more and more ground to hope. But alas, how many there are in whom there is no sign of this growth which should have come from the seed which has been sown in them. Their light has not increased. No, it is almost always extinguished. When it does seem to shine, it is but to flicker for a moment and then disappear. The seed is no sooner sown in them than it is trampled underfoot and carried away by the birds of the air. More often than not, it is because our hearts are rocky ground, hardened by pride, impurity, anger, and other evil passions and bad habits. They have no lasting sorrow, nor are they penetrated by the truths which concern their salvation or the fear of God. Hence they fall away in the time of the least temptation and a slight mockery for a small gain. The divine seed finds no moisture or roots in their hearts. Dear friends, if the life of grace is not growing and flourishing within our souls, if we are not falling less frequently or rising more easily than before from our falls, our path is not that of the just and the seed of the word of God has not yet taken that root which will make it bring forth a hundredfold. We need not fear, though. We need simply turn to him, who is slow to anger and rich in kindness, entrusting ourselves to his Immaculate Mother, the refuge of sinners. May she lead us to him. Purified in his precious blood, may our hearts become the good ground upon which the divine seed of his charity may strongly take note, bearing great fruit for us during this life and even more for the life to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.